going Love live Talk on Radio. U.S. Central Standard Time on many platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come back home. You are now sitting live with the divine Thank you. 
Are you there? Are you with me now? Do you care? <laughs> okay. I'm going to be here maybe 20 minutes. I'm not going to prolong or delay the day. I just want to hit you with what spirit and the ancestors would have me to certainly bring. I am emanating, vibrating with you and for you now live from this beautiful, most enchanted, some would say most haunted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors. And those who came before me along this hoodoo obey a life path and journey. It is a pan-African spiritualist path that I live, that I demonstrate, that I teach. I often speak from and demonstrate from a Yoruba Orisha context because it's popular today. The Yoruba are the most prolific writers of the ethnic group on the continent. They certainly have a strong presence internationally. They certainly have a strong presence in the United States, of which they are the uh, minority who holds the greatest number, highest number of degrees in our nation, if you did not know that, the Yoruba people. So often when we are seeking connection to spirituality, tradition, our root connection, those children of the diaspora, sometimes under the acronym of ADOS, A-D-O-S, we honor and acknowledge the Yoruba. But I have taught in my audience, my house, my godchildren understand that we are bigger than that. We are indeed more than that. I personally have more than just Yoruba in my bloodline. I have a greater degree of other ethnic groups, other geographic regions, that stand up in my Aboriginal and, and Indigenous bloodline. So we acknowledge the universal presence of which we are. We indeed acknowledge the Indigenous and Aboriginal presence that still stands up within each and every one of you who listens, who shares, who participates in this show. This is more than just a podcast. This is more than just an opportunity for me to hear myself speak, which, you know, for those of you who understand the dynamics of the Asperger spectrum, I'm not necessarily uh, here or interested in hearing the sound of my own voice. I'm certainly here to give what's given. I'm certainly here to feed the masses. I'm certainly here to attend to the needy and not the greedy. And so, henceforth, my production team has asked me to cut the show back. I won't be doing two-hour podcasts, three-hour podcasts anymore. For my new listeners, you certainly can explore that going all the way back to 2008 in my archive here at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen, divine, hyphen, prince, and of course the hyphen, it's not a forward slash, it's not a backslash, it's a hyphen, the dash, the hyphen, divine, hyphen, prince at blogtalkradio.com. And you can explore my archive going back to 2008. And certainly fan base, I invite you to certainly do so. You can also explore my archive 
on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Voodoo Thai, V like Victor, O-O, D like David, O-O, T like Tom, Y-E, Voodoo Thai. I believe you can also find me as Divine Prince Thai Emeka in YouTube. But I certainly want to bring shows that feed the need of all the generations, all the individual men, women, third, fourth, fifth gender, families, and certainly youth that enjoy this podcast and and the hors d'oeuvres and certainly the meat, the main course that I often present here. I certainly appreciate and welcome your active participation, but my long-term listeners know that I can I can talk without breathing uh, and, and, and not take a pause. So if you ask questions, I will certainly stop and acknowledge you. Uh, but other than that, I will just keep it rolling. Understanding that the creation of sacred space is critical to all that we might do, all that we might say we are, all that we might say that we believe. It's more than saying I am Muslim. It's more than saying I am Christian. It's more than saying I am Ifa. I am Santeria. I am Voodoo. It's more than saying I am spiritual. It is indeed in the demonstration that each and every one of us as a God walking earth in a clay earthen vessel is given charge to do. That, that is our charge. Why are we here? What is life? What is my purpose? Why am I born amongst millions and billions of others over the years, over the centuries, over the generations? Why am I the great I and I? Because indeed, the black woman is God. The black woman is God. Indigenous people hear me, Aboriginal people hear me, all people hear me. This is not quantum metaphysics. This is not some new hoodoo way of thinking. Science confirms my position. The black woman is God. All humanity was birthed through the womb of the creator of the great mother. And so, therefore, we are born God, just as we are born human. We're not born adults. We're not born great masters. We're not born great teachers and great healers. But indeed, we're born human, and we grow, we develop infancy, toddler, adolescence, teenage, young adult. And so we become and we grow into our God selves, our God consciousness, prayerfully. Hopefully, if we are indeed fulfilling our unique destiny, we are here to demonstrate God through the flesh. We are here to demonstrate God through earth, through the elements of earth, water, fire, air, mind, and certainly ether or the great spirit realm for which the veils are very thin between us and the spirit realm. I say the veils are also open, wide open, between us and the inter and intra 
dimensional reality for which we live. Again, this isn't witchcraft. This isn't great magic. This is science. This is quantum metaphysics. This is math. In order for this reality that we certainly now are experiencing, certainly now experiencing in this virtual space that we share and create here, we live and exist and coexist in multidimensional spaces. Certainly we, as gods in, in flesh, have the ability to live in the past. Some of you are living in the past. You're living in the shadow of your pain. You're living in the shadow of the great good times that you had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. You're living and existing in the past. You're creating and recreating the events of the past, the memory, the shadow of. It is real. It is a reality unto itself. It is a dimensional space unto itself. The future, some of us are living in the future. You dream of the future. You create and recreate a a dynamic reality of the future in your mind. Some of us live and spend too much time in the future, and it creates worry. What if? What if I don't? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if he does this? What if she does that? You're living in a future that's not here yet, but it's real. Oh, it's real. Because we as gods in the flesh have the ability to live and create and recreate a reality that mirrors our best interest. And we can step in and out of time and space. Great healers, great teachers say live in the present, live in the moment. For indeed, that's all we truly have. I don't have 12, 15 p.m. U.S. Central Standard Time. It's gone. It's gone. I cannot be assured 12.20 p.m. U.S. Central Standard Time because it ain't here yet. And, and heaven forbid ancestors be praised that I would drop dead here on camera right now. It's not promised to me. It's not promised to any of us. So what we have is right now. What we have is this present. And in that, we create and recreate a reality that mirrors our best interests, sculpting the past as we move forward, creating a future as we move forward in this most present moment. And so spiritual knowledge, beloved listeners, beloved friends, family, godchildren, new listeners, spiritual knowledge and power lies in its efficacy. Not in how we say it, not in how we spit it, not in how we perform it, not in how we give it. It's in how we live it. It's in the demonstration. And so its ability to produce reliable, tangible, lasting results, repeatable results, right here, right now, in this most present moment in time space, That's the point. Whatever your religion, whatever your practice, whatever your craft, whatever your magic, whatever your ritual, that is the point. That is indeed why we are here. And so in this 10 minutes that I have left 
Greetings, beloved Dark Souls Jewel. Come on in. I love when my local New Orleanians come through. What's up, baby? Who that? Who that? Come on in. How your mom and them, baby? <laughs> yes. Neophyte Bokur, one of my consistent, one of my beloved. We miss you as co-hosts, beloved. Come on through sometimes. Come on through. Goddess Initiative, one of my faithful God children. Beloved, come on through. We are in a different time with this pandemic, so come on through. Come on through. Welcome, welcome, greetings, salutations, Jules Burke. I just lost my fan page. I dropped my phone. My apologies, fan page. Uh, you know I'm new and I'm trying to get it together, y'all. <laughs> so, so forgive me. That, that That's what happens when you're on live, fan page. So give me a second, y'all, to get my fan page set up again. Uh, somewhere where it's not going to fall in the middle of my podcast. You might not quite have the same view as before, but I'm still with you. So greetings and salutations, fan page. That was a quick recover. Thank you, Alexis Williams. Greetings. Another one of my godchildren. Come on through. Connie J. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Uh, wait. Uh, you have to remind me. What was I talking about when I said that? Yes, greetings to the children and the families. Thank you so much, Goddess Initiative. Welcome, y'all. Thank you, young people. I appreciate you. You are gods and goddesses. You are our future. You indeed are our present. So I appreciate you for having the children listening. Yes, Neophyte Bokor, we certainly miss you. You you brought the fire, and we, we appreciated that. You You brought a perspective. A little bit younger than my perspective, a little bit fresher than my perspective, and yeah, we we miss having you here uh, live. Certainly grateful. I know I'm running out of time, so so let me hit some things real quick while we're here. To all of my healers, my magicians, my spiritualists, those who pay attention to the time, those who are charting the calendar, know that we are in this new moon energy time to create and recreate. Today, today, the new moon for my region hit at 7.32 a.m. So we are creating and recreating an energy, a reality, a vision. My people perish due to a lack of vision that we want to create and recreate moving forward for the next 28 days. So burn your candles, chant your Orisha, chant your ancestors, chant God manifest God as you acknowledge this virtual calendar. I would be remiss if I don't say this untold story of who we are continues. And certainly there are many media outlets of the time, uh, some of the uh, uh, popular TV outlets, you know, have acknowledged over the years. The root of Memorial Day sort of being birthed out of our own story, former slaves honoring and mourning our dead, our ancestors, and those who fought, died, and offered blood, sweat, and tears for us, for our continued survival. The African-American history of this federal holiday 
has all been nearly wiped from most public memory. Union General John Logan is often credited with founding Memorial Day. The commander-in-chief of a Union veterans organization called the Grand Army of the Republic. Logan issued a decree establishing what he then named Decoration Day on May 5, 1868, declaring it designated for the purpose of, of strewing flowers and otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. Today, cities across North and South America, I'm sorry, uh, cities across the North and the South in America claim credit for establishing the first Decoration Day. From Macon, Georgia, to Richmond, Virginia, Carbondale, Illinois, yet a key story of the holiday has been nearly erased from public memory. And most official accounts, including that offered by the Department of Veteran Affairs. So during the spring of 1865, African Americans in Charleston, South Carolina, Charleston, South Kakilaki, the Gullah most of them former slaves, held a series of memorials and rituals to honor unnamed fallen Union soldiers and boldly celebrate the struggle against slavery. One of the largest such events took place on May 1st of that year, but had been largely forgotten until David Blight, a history professor at Yale University, found records at Harvard Archives. In a New York Times article published in 2011, Blight described the scene. While it is difficult to pinpoint the precise birthplace of the holiday, it is fair to say that ceremonies like the following are largely erased from American narrative of Memorial Day and certainly how we have acknowledged ancestors. Uh, in Yoruba, we say Egun. We say Iba Egungu. We say Mojiba Egungu. We say give praise and thanks to our ancestors in many tongues, in many ethnicities, in many nations, in many traditions all around the Aboriginal world, from Asia to South America to the North Americas, and certainly to Africa. And so as the Middle Passage brought fresh people, fresh culture, fresh archives, fresh libraries that were in our minds, in our consciousness, this idea of acknowledging the dead, this idea of acknowledging the ancestors, this idea of acknowledging those who came before begin to be equated with necromancy or, or the worship somehow of the dead in place of the great white God or the great white Jesus, if you will. So during the final year of the war, the Confederates had converted the city's Washington race course and jockey club into an outdoor prison. Union captives were kept in horrible conditions in the interior of the track. At least 257 died of disease and were hastily buried in a mass grave behind the grandstand. After the Confederate evacuation of Charleston, black workmen went to the site. 
We buried the Union dead properly and built a high fence around the cemetery. They whitewashed the fence and built an archway over an entrance on which they inscribed the words, Martyrs of the Race Court. The symbolic power of this low country planner aristocracy bastion was not lost on the free people of color, who then, in cooperation with white missionaries and teachers, staged a parade, or shall we say a protest, on the track. 10,000, a New York Tribune correspondent witnessed the event, describing a procession of friends and mourners as South Carolina and the United States never saw before. So the procession was led by 3,000 black school children carrying armloads of roses and singing the Union marching song, John Brown's body. Several hundred black women followed with baskets of flowers, wreaths, and crosses. Then came black men marching in cadence, followed with contingents of Union infantrymen. Within the cemetery enclosure, a black children's choir sang, we are rally around the flag, the star-spangled banner, and of course, Negro spirituals before a series of black ministers read from the Bible. Of course, you know they had to have black ministers read from the Bible. So after the dedication, the crowd dispersed into the infield, and they did what many of us do on Memorial Day, enjoyed picnics, listened to speeches, and watched soldiers drill. Among the full brigade, uh, brigade, brigade, forgive me, y'all. Among the full brigade of Union infantrymen participating were the famous 54th Massachusetts and the 34th and 104th United States Colored Troops, who performed a special double-columned march around the grave site. This story of Memorial Day, also reported by Victoria M. Massey of Vox, V like Victor O.X., was not merely excluded from the history books, but appears to have been actively suppressed. The prank where the race course prison camp once stood, I said prank, that was a Freudian clip. The park where the race course once stood was eventually named Hampton Park after the Confederate General Wade Hampton, who became South Carolina's governor following the Civil War. Thank you, Fan Page. I certainly appreciate all the love I'm getting from Fan Page right now for my first live broadcast, and I'm giving y'all the true history of Memorial Day. And so in 1966, the year that I was born, The Ancestors Be Praised, 1966. Former President Lyndon B. Johnson declared Waterloo, New York, to be the official birthplace of Memorial Day. Then in 1971, Congress established Memorial Day as an official federal holiday to honor all Americans who have fallen in U.S. wars. So they wiped out any connection to the color, because, you know, we were colored back then. We weren't quite Negro yet. We weren't black yet. We certainly weren't African or African-Americans at this point. We were colored. 
<laughs> so they wiped out the colored history and origins of Memorial Day and supplanted it with a, a patriotic demonstration for all Americans to acknowledge the fallen veterans of, of the nation. So in an article published in 2013 on snoops.com, writer David Michelson used these official declarations as well as the decree issued by Logan to bolster his argument that African Americans in Charleston probably should not be establishing the holiday. He further noted that numerous other towns and cities claim to have created the first ceremony. Yet Michelson's reasoning fails to account for the systematic, white supremacist, uh, racist, and proven appropriation, erasure, and distortion of African-American history by presidents, lawmakers, generals, scholars alike, podcasters alike, who have continued to repeat the false narrative, who have continued to repeat the lie. So the fact that the role of blacks, African-Americans, is missing from the official record is precisely a problem that still consistently persists today. And at the very least, the contribution of black people in Charleston, Kakalaki, has been erased from the public narrative of Memorial Day and deserves to be recognized. And certainly the Queen Quet, Queen of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and certainly the Gullah Geechee community acknowledges this tradition and this history each and every year with many events. So please do visit Queen Quet on Twitter, Queen Quet in the Gullah Geechee Nation on Twitter, Facebook, uh, in social media. Uh, Google them, look them up. DM me, and I'll help you to connect uh, with them as well. And certainly the um, king of Olotunji, Olotunji, we certainly want to acknowledge them also as well. So World War II veteran Howard Zinn, I know I've gone over a little bit, but this is worth it. Two veteran Howard Zinn argued in 1976 that the holiday has since become an uncritical celebration of war making. Memorial Day should be a day for putting flowers on graves and planting trees, he wrote. Also for destroying the weapons of death that endanger us more than they protect us, that waste our resources and threaten our children and our grandchildren. And certainly this is indeed a valid point. We want to end war. We want to prevent the Third World War. We want to prevent nuclear meltdown, indeed, if we, if we can. But we cannot do that by continuing to uh, creatively dissect the story and, and remove the truth about who we are, who the black gods and goddesses in this nation are and our contribution to this story, which now affects the globe which now affects the world. The world, too, has been miseducated about America, about black Americans, about white Americans, and indeed about our story. So it's important that I tell this story. It's important that others tell, share, like, and subscribe right now. 
and share this story. I would certainly appreciate your doing so. A modern Memorial Day has other troubling uh, repercussions and ramifications. Today, while the Confederate symbols across the United States are increasingly rejected as racist and white supremacist, Civil War reenactors still gather in Charleston for a public ceremony held shortly after Memorial Day to honor the Confederacy on the anniversary of General Stonewall Jackson's death in 1863. The ceremony is slated to be taking place even after uh, the white supremacist massacre at Charleston's Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in which nine African Americans were murdered. And so Charleston officials have taken some small steps towards recognizing the city's African-American history. Following a community campaign, the city of Charleston finally held its formal commemoration of the African-American roots of Memorial Day. This was in 2010. And the following year, it established a plaque. Congo Square, we know about the plaque, right? Yet the history of former slaves' efforts to give the Union dead a proper burial is still missing from the park's narrative, made available online by the Parks Conservancy. Dot Scott, president of the Charleston branch of the NAACP at the time, told Alt-Net, many of the issues we have around race are based on the fact that these stories have never been told, continue to be suppressed, and actively rewritten, rewritten, particularly with all of our availability to type a keyboard, with all of our availability to move our thumbs, the story has continued to be reappropriated, rebastardized, rewritten. So we must tell our story. We must on a day like this, and on any day, but certainly a day like this, acknowledge those who laid the way for us, those who showed us we now have our standing, those who built the foundation for the uh, symbolic, if you will, buildings and reality for which we now exist, the marketplace for which we now have to live and operate in. We must look at our past. We must examine our history. We must, we must give thanks and praise and honor to the ancestors and those who came before us. So those who know better do better. And certainly those who are actively involved in the the rebirthing, if you will, of Aboriginal and Indigenous traditions here today in 2022 and 2023 and moving forward, it is our obligation to tell our stories. It is our obligation to teach our children. Our children teach other children. Sometimes as adults, we don't always mix with the parents, right? But your children certainly mix with the children. And so everyone is affected. So plant your seed first in yourself. Plant your seeds in our young people, in the children, 
and, and, and do your best to teach your mama, teach your father, to share with your brother, to share with your, your sister, to, to, to share our experience so that we continue to become the living, breathing God, indeed, that we are. I'm certainly grateful for fan base for joining me for the very first time. I'm Silver Fox, I appreciate you, bro. You have no idea right now. <laughs> to me, Silver Fox is a celebrity on fan page, so y'all better check him out. <laughs> uh, I certainly appreciate you um, and what you do and your commitments and all of our commitments to Isaac Hayes Third and our growing fan page. So I invite you to be a part of this fan page experience. And thank you for fan page for visiting, for listening, for liking and, and loving uh, the podcast. And I plan to be here to be present with you here more in this format. I'm certainly grateful to my blog, talk radio listenership at area code 515-605-9718 during my live airing broadcast only. I'm certainly grateful for them. And I'm certainly thankful and grateful for my uh, StreamYard, which allows me to reach my Facebook.com forward slash Divine Prince Tyamecca. It allows me to reach my Twitter, the Divine Prince Tyamecca, the Divine Prince. It allows me to reach my Earth Camp page uh, and many other outlets. So I'm grateful for uh, this opportunity. I'm grateful for my consistent uh, participants. Yes, uh, the Goddess Initiative. Let's not forget the Great Fire, uh, which wiped out many, many black entrepreneurs uh, in Chicago. And and certainly I have family and roots uh, in in the great city of of Chicago, New Orleans. Uh, Let's see. uh, Nina513, thank you so much for your question. She asked me to share uh, where I'm gathering my information from. I actually gathered from several sites, uh, and then I kind of verbatim gave, you know, gave what they all shared. So I'm going to give more than one uh, for the reading. Uh, and, and Silver Fox, help me out, beloved. Okay, so one is www.history.com. You know, that's for the History Channel. So it's www.history.com dot com forward slash news forward slash memorial hyphen day hyphen civil hyphen war hyphen slavery hyphen Charleston. Okay, I know that's long. And remember the hyphens mean dash, y'all. The hyphen is a dash. So it's www.history.com forward slash news hyphen. I'm sorry, news forward slash. I'm copying and pasting right now, y'all. News forward slash memorial hyphen day hyphen civil hyphen war hyphen slavery hyphen Charleston. And uh, fan page, because I'm using my cell phone, I would have to actually pick up the phone to do this for y'all, so I'm going to have to share it maybe after the fact, unless someone can beat me to the punch 
Uh, my first cousin is here. Greetings, Yvette Mosaic. Beloved poetess is in the house, y'all. Master poetess is in the house. So Nina 513, uh, that's the first link. I just popped that into the chat. Let me do the same thing for Blog Talk Radio. www.history.com forward slash news forward slash memorial hyphen day hyphen civil hyphen war hyphen slavery hyphen Charleston. I think I got that in all my uh, social media spots except for fan page because I would have to actually use my finger. So fan page, be patient with me. Uh, The next site is much shorter. It is Time. This is Time Magazine. So this is Time, T-I-M-E, time.com, www.time.com forward slash 5836444. So that's time.com forward slash 5836. Four, 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 forward slash black hyphen memorial hyphen day. Now give me a second. I'm going to pop that into the chat. Thank you so much, my beloved first cousin. She is very intentional about teaching her grandchildren about their ancestors. This is a chat comment uh, from StreamYard uh, fan page. Uh, this is my beloved first cousin. Her name is Yvette Mosaic. She is a master poetess, if I have to say so myself. <laughs> and her comment is she is very intentional about teaching her grandchildren about their ancestors. She lets them know that her energy will always exist and they will have access to her after she transitions. And I think that's a very important point. We acknowledge uh, the great Isaac Hayes. We acknowledge Marcus Garvey. We acknowledge uh, Malcolm X. We acknowledge the great uh, women who have led and created and built uh, before us. But we forget that we are, we are, in this present moment, the ancestors to come. We are. And we are, in this present moment, the ancestors of old. They exist within our very DNA coding. They exist within our blood. They exist within the, the, the network fiber optics of our spirit being. So we are the ancestors, and we indeed are becoming the ancestors. So it's very important that we, in sharing, in teaching about ancestors, do as my uh, first cousin, master poetess, Yvette Mosaic, is now doing, which is to teach and remind the young people that we are, indeed, they are, the children are, the fresh coming into this time zone, this time space, Manifestation of the ancestors, our babies. And then the oldest men and women in the room right now, we are the ancestors to come, the fresh new ancestors that will be 
in, in the next five years, in the next 10 years. We are. And whatever your age is right now, right now in this moment, you are and you are the becoming of our ancestors. So ancestors to me is as important as the spiritual education of God and goddess, maybe even more important. Because we teach God and goddess as something that is spiritual and elusive and way up here and and, and in the high, you know, spiritual octave, we teach God is. We don't teach that God is right here. We don't teach that God is right here. We don't teach that God is right here in our hearts, in our heads, in our mouths. We don't teach that in in Western culture, in modern so-called culture. But indeed, God is. And so we are. So in that teaching about ancestor veneration, we can't neglect our most immediate connection to that, which is right now in this moment. Greetings, beloved Glenda, Ianifa, Falak B. Clark. I'm so grateful for your being here. I'm certainly grateful for you coming to represent Gary, Indiana. I got family. In the old Gary, Indiana, I'm certainly grateful for you coming through to represent. And, yes, uh, I think I have two of the links in. Do I have all three of the links in? Did I get you all three of the links? I hope so. I may have deleted one inadvertently. But I'm grateful for each and every one of you and your attention to this information and our growing ATR, traditional African-based, and I like to say indigenous, because we like to say African. That's a very, I almost want to say Eurocentric word, because when we know the motherland, then we speak ethnic groups, we speak culture, we speak region. So I'm grateful for our feeding traditional, aboriginal, and indigenous spiritual practice and religion, that indeed voodoo is nature. Voodoo is nature, nature. And so I'm grateful for your attention. I'm grateful for your love and your support. I I, I offer you, please help us to move our TV production forward. Many of you know that I'm working right now on many projects, a docu-series, a reality TV show, um, a movie, and so we certainly would appreciate your offerings and your donations, and particularly right now. I'm certainly available even with my schedule for readings and consultations uh, virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I offer you to email your requests, your questions, comments, and requests uh, to my website. Uh, Let me scroll that as I'm closing out the show. Uh, visit me at www.divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. I do have a direct contact button there, fan page that you can click, but you can also uh, email me directly at divineprince, and that's divine with two I's, I and I, D-I-V-I-N-E, Prince, P. R-I-N-C-E, at 
house of the divine prince.com. I certainly appreciate you, love you, support each and every one of you. I am certainly here for you, sometimes more than I am for myself. I'm certainly here for you. Reach out to me if you need. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe, Asheo, Ashe. Let me find just a little bit of music to end us with here. Uh, let's see. Let's go out with... Uh, let's close with... Uh, Andre Franco and Grace Beasy. Live it. You gotta live it. You gotta live it. You can't just talk it. You can't just preach it. Do the break. Do the break.